The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. And Megan and myself are back in the studio. Hey, everyone. And we are continuing with this series of A Lifestyle of Love. Yes. And um, I think we had such a great first episode, eh? Yes, I'm still busy thinking about uh, the awesomeness of every time we're walking in love. Yeah. It's a sweet aroma for yeah. our dad. A sweet, pleasing aroma. Because oh, he is pleased when you walk yes. in love. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so um, let's just jump into another word of prayer. Uh, dad... Thank you for blessing us in this series. We really appreciate it. Yes. Um, you know, these microphones, as usual, are yours. And um, <laughs> the best voice on these mics is yours. Yes, so, it is. Uh, we welcome your amazing, graceful voice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we thank you for all the help. Thank you, Lord, for also giving um, our listeners eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that understands the importance of this message. We yes, really Lord. cannot do it without you. And um, you know that, and we know that. And mm. we thank you that this prayer is already answered yes, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So in yesterday's episode, we mentioned about, well, our text was Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 through 5. Chapter 5, verse 2. And I'll just read it again. Yes, good idea, because I love that scripture even more now. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as love through Christ has forgiven you. Imitate love, therefore, in everything you do. Because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to love. Mm. Now, let me just say this. He did not walk in love only when he gave himself up as a sacrifice. Yes. That's not where, that was not his only action of love, in other no. words. He lived a lifestyle of love. I mean, every what, day. Yeah. He, he lived this, you know, when they say, practice what you preach, man. Yes. Well, he did. He didn't only practice it, he lived it. It was normal to him. It was absolutely normal to him. That's all he knew. Yeah. And. It says here that we ought to imitate love. Well, he imitated love. Mm. And it says, therefore, in everything you do, not something, yes. not on occasion, not when you think it's most convenient for you and what will you get out of it. No, of in everything you do, that's a lifestyle of love. Mm. Year after year after year, the minute... You wake up, 
the minute you open up your eyes in the morning till at night when you close your eyes and you climb back into bed to go to sleep, you ought to imitate love in everything you do because, he says, you are his dear children. So can I just add something quickly? Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about where it says here that we're supposed to imitate love. Yeah. So what is love? Mm. Love is 1 Corinthians 13. Mm. So basically saying that our life should be from the moment you open up your eyes, Mm. your first thought should be along the lines of, what can I do to express love to someone today? Oh, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. so because um, they've ministered so many times, uh, you know, through Kenneth's ministry, the importance of walking in love, that you've got to be driven. Every action must be driven by love. So when you're talking to someone, you're you're talking to them uh, from a place of love. Even when you're disciplining, you're disciplining from a place of love. When you go to work, you're working and and there's just love that's driving you so that every action, every word, every thought, every deed is just like backed up with love all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's on purpose. It's deliberate. Yeah. I just just heard the Lord say this to me now. And he's, he's, yeah, obviously I'm just... So, you know, <laughs> yes, because um, I mean, he's in the studio with us. He says, if you're going to imitate me, you can only imitate one thing. Okay, that's love. That's love. There's nothing else to imitate. <laughs> yes. I mean, how hard is that? That's not hard. So let me, let's look at that from the reverse side. If you are not imitating love. Yes. Who are you imitating? And that's the question that people don't want to answer. No, they don't. Because the truth is there are only two sides. Yeah. There is love and there is hate. Yeah. God is love and you can answer who hate is. Yeah, because, you know, I heard a preacher say this. Now, I don't like that person very much, but I don't hate them. Mm. No, 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 no. You do hate them. Yes. You just hating them on a, a very low level. Yes. Which you are saying, I don't like them. Mm. That's not what we're talking about here, where you get your choices. He says, imitate love. Mm-hmm. And like the Lord just said to me now, there's only one thing you can imitate. If you're going to imitate me, that's it. It's yes. love. And I'm also thinking along the lines of like love, um, you know, Jesus died for everyone. Yeah. Even those who hated him. Yes. Even those who hate him today. Yeah. He died for them. Yeah. That's love. That is love. That didn't move him from saying, you know what? I ain't dying for that person. And it says in the scripture, and when we read, when we read here in Ephesians, it says, um, live a life filled with love. Filled mm, with love. Full to overflow. You know, <laughs> if you had to give me a bucket and say, "Honey, can can you just fill that with water? Am I gonna put? Uh, am I just gonna put about ten ten percent of that bucket full fill it with chance. water? And then come to you and you know you, you'd look at me and say, 
I, I asked you to fill it. Mm. I've asked you to fill it. Yes. I know what fill means. Right to the brim. That's it. So he says, live a life filled with love. Following the example of Christ. And then we, we quoted the example of Christ. Uh, yes. Isaiah 42 verse 3. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering mm. candle. Now, uh, we read from John chapter 8 verse 3 all the way through 11. He was in a tight situation there. Yes. There were people that, I mean, what did he do? They They were planning to... They were going to kill a woman. They thought they were setting him up. Yeah. And they'll just kill him as well and do everyone a favor. And, I mean, he could have held a grudge against them. So there's that crowd, you know, from that church over there. Because they were, they were from a, a church. Well, isn't a synagogue. That, isn't that what a lot of churches do today? I mean, I've heard of things like that where they're not, that they always go, yeah, that church does that and that church does mm. that. Instead of just saying, you know what, we all for we, the same yeah, team. Yeah. So, okay, so do you want to read from Luke chapter 4, verse 27 to 30? We're just going to quote another situation that Jesus was in, and we're going to see a life filled with love, um, and he is our example in this situation. Okay, so I'm reading from Luke 4, 27 to 30, right? Yeah. Okay, and this is from the New Living Translation. Yeah. It says, And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff. But he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. They, their intention was to hurt him. Yeah. Well, they wanted to throw him off the cliff. They wanted to kill him. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. And and he didn't have that in on his mind. He, he didn't. Just, he didn't pull out a gun and all of a sudden they jumped back and they were like. He could have called legions of angels. Yeah. And he, he would have said, I've had enough of this. Yes. You people are out of your mind, you know, <laughs> and just start pointing a gun at arm's length, right, you know, yes. and just start waving it around the crowd and the crowd's going wild and they're going, they, oh, 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 what? you know, we didn't mean it, mm. you know, what? We the, were just joking. The, the brow of the hill, how did we get here? You know? <laughs> we meant yes. to take you, you know, to, to um, a nice street market and, you know, no. Yes. They were angry. Mm. I mean, look at these words. Jumping up, they mobbed him, forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff. Yes. What do you think would happen if he fell over the cliff? Yes. No, I, um, I mean, the legions of angels would come out. Yeah, but <laughs> he didn't but hold yes. it against them. No, he didn't. And... um you know, he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. A lot of people just read through mm. that. And, you know, some people read, mm, okay, what happened to this crowd? They were they were angry. They forced him to the edge of the hill. And then what? They all of a sudden just stopped and they were quiet and they allowed him to just walk Not through. Not a chance. No. What happened there was God hid him. Mm. 
And he, they remember when it says the darkness could not comprehend the light. Yes. So what happened there was they were so, they entered into darkness. It was them. They wanted to kill him for no reason. Mm. And he is the light. So they were blinded. And he was able to pass right through the crowd yes. and went his way. But now, what's this? Back to Isaiah 42, verse 3. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Mm. He's the perfect imprint of love himself. Yes. And so he's not judgmental. He's kind. He's tender-hearted, And he's forgiving. He's living that's a life. Ex- that's exactly what he exercised yeah. right there. He's living a life filled with love. He didn't now, react to their behavior at all. He didn't start shouting at them and start cursing them and yes. start swearing them and saying, you ungrateful, you know, um, this and that and blah, blah, blah. No, he's living a life filled with mm-hmm. love. And because of that... They could not throw him off of that yes. off of that hill. And you know, um, with in a situation, because there are times we get caught up in a situation where we have to endure something like this as well, where yeah. someone is coming at you. When you react from a place of love, you actually open yourself up for God's wisdom to flow. Yeah. So that you can react perfectly. I mean, look at the the woman who was caught in adultery. Jesus could have reacted. Yeah. But instead, he stooped down and he had a moment, you know, he could hear from God, direction of what to say. Yeah. But if he had reacted, he wouldn't have heard God's voice. No. So in this situation as well, I mean, there, they, they, they're trying to push him over. If he yeah. had just pushed back, he would have blocked what he would have heard his father say. So he passed through that crowd and they didn't even realize it. No, they couldn't see him. Yes, love had covered him. Yeah, he was in the secret place. Yes, (laughs) in the secret Uh, place of the Most High, yes. And once again, it was another pleasing aroma to love. Absolutely, absolutely. People don't see that as a response of love. Mm. They think it's being a coward because you're not responding. That's why Romans chapter 8 says, um, we look like lambs going to the slaughter. Yes. You just look like it. Don't be fooled. <laughs> <laughs> just looking like it doesn't mean it is. Exactly. Nothing is always what it seems to be. But, uh, but, but I love this. He's refusing to violate that command mm. of love. You know, when it says here, he loved us and, you know, he lived a life filled with love and this is the example of Christ now in a situation like that unfortunately we'd have some really rough Christians pulling out uh, weapons you'd think yes where's this coming from (laughs) people react way too quickly yeah yeah and there's no wisdom in that no and this is the example of Christ yes this is how we ought to be we ought to also be the type that are known for not crushing the weakest reed and not putting out a flickering mm. candle. Being gentle. Yes, compassionate and living, kind. Yeah, not not be so quick. I've got to have my say. Mm, yes. Jesus, he's the head of the church. This man 
never ever sinned. If there's anyone that can give a piece of his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's him. Yes. He's got he the all full, the rights. Yeah. Yes. Full he, permission to do it. He's got a lot to say. And man, if he wanted to strip them loose, he could have man you know, they would be they would actually probably go and commit suicide. But love doesn't react. No. No, that's not love. Love doesn't do that. Mm-mm. You know, um I just want to read another example. I mean, this man was <laughs> Shame. He was, I mean, some really tight situations. Um, I'm going to read Luke chapter 8, verse 33 to verse 37. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town, surrounding the countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in the region of the of the Gerasenes begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. And Jesus said, no ways, I'm staying because we've got to fix this mess now. I'm the boss. (laughs) (laughs) The mafia boss. No, he he didn't do that. Can you believe it? They chased this man away. Mm. And what did he do? He turned around and said, okay, come on, boys. And they brought out their sham box <laughs> and threatened them and said, back off. We're cleaning up this mess now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I see no. a scene from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. Wow. Yeah, he just, he was... Everywhere he went, there was peace. He he was peace. He was peace. He stayed. That's good. He stayed in that peace. Yes. He well, the scripture calls him the, the prince, prince of, of peace. peace. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's not going to go outside of that boundaries. No. He's going to. But once again, you know, he is the example of us to live a life filled with love. Yes, and love always keeps the peace. Yeah. Live a life. Filled with love, mm. following the example of Christ. Yeah, he did a wonderful thing. <laughs> These guys were too scared to go to the graveyard because th- this guy was demon possessed. He was probably making a really freaky sound at night, yes. howling. Because I mean, we know the story in um, in other gospels where it talks about. Um, how he broke the chains. And he used to cut himself and yeah. everything. Yes. I mean, it's quite a scary sight. And the, I think that also it says that he threw himself into the fire. So you can imagine the noises that came yeah. from that. And yeah, this guy's set free. He's in his right mind. He's wearing clothes. Yes. They knew he was naked. But now he's wearing clothes. And yeah, they go and chase him away. I mean... That's not normal that you no. want this man it's in your because town. because they don't know love. Yeah. 
Love sets free. And now they they tell him, uh, you know, they beg Jesus to go away and leave them alone. And Jesus just returned to the boat and left. He didn't beg them. He's not going to beg them. He's not going to say, come on, guys, just give me a chance. Mm. You know, that's how gentle he is. You push love away and love's not going to come and say, no, I'm staying. Because love is a gentleman. He'll never force himself on anyone. Yeah, he doesn't say, look here. I'm the Messiah. You will listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because a lot of people think that that is w- what it's like to be a Christian, a life with God, is that God is the slave and, yeah. and you have to live under all these rules and things. Yeah. They just don't know him as love. He's not like that no. at all. He was so gentle. He just turned around, all right, just jumped in the boat and sailed off. Mm. That is the example of Christ. That we ought to follow. Yes. That is living a life filled with love. Yes. When you see strife rise up, you walk away. Yeah. Uh, You want to read us Luke chapter 8, verse 43 to 48. But this is now from the Passion Translation. This is so nice. Okay. So, in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered greatly for 12 years from slow bleeding. Even though she had spent all that she had on healers, she was still suffering. Pressing in through the crowd, she came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his garment. Instantly, her bleeding stopped and she was healed. Jesus suddenly stopped and said to his disciples, Someone touched me. Who was it? While they all denied it, Peter pointed out, Master, everyone is touching you, trying to get close to you. The crowds are so thick, we can't walk through all these people without being jostled. Jesus replied, Yes, but I felt power surge through me. Someone touched me to be healed, and they received their healing. When the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer, She came and fell trembling at Jesus' feet. Before the entire crowd, she declared, I was desperate to touch you, Jesus, for I knew that if I could just touch even the fringe of your garment, I would be healed. Jesus responded, Beloved daughter, your faith in me released your healing. You may go with my peace. Now, I quoted this scripture because Jesus was ministering to the Jews at the time and they were still living under the law of Moshe. Yes. And the law of Moshe stated anyone with any form of disease was not allowed to live inside the camp in case it was contagious. Of course. So they had to remain outside of the camp. And if they came inside the camp, the law stated they could be stoned to death. Mm. So here's this woman, and that's why she's afraid. Mm. So she's been an outcast for 12 she, years. Yes, she's, she's an outcast. And she's, a, she's afraid because she knows this bunch. They mm. love stones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, yes. we got a bag of lemons in our kitchen. They got a bag of stones in their kitchen. That's crazy. You know. And she knows they are what you call trigger happy. <laughs> so she's scared. She's found out. Now Jesus is insisting, hey, who touched me? 
you know, someone touched me. I felt power go out of me. Mm. I want to know who it is. You know, someone made a demand of faith. Yes. And um, this woman's thinking now, you know, she, you know, she says the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer. She came and fell trembling at Jesus's feet. Now he's, he's realized what's going on mm. and his heart for her. To protect her. Yeah, to protect her from the crowd. Uh, before the entire crowd, she declared, I was desperate to touch you, Jesus. For, if, for I knew if I could just touch even the fringe of your garment, I would be healed. And Jesus responded, Beloved daughter, your faith in me released your healing. You may go with my peace. You know, another translation, uh, the King James says, and he said unto a daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Go in shalom. So he was comforting her. That's what mm. love does. You know, yes. straight away, he's just comforting her. Oh, well, we ran out of time again. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing.